0: Flaw, open the you fly 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 red. What a just what a week for the NAKGB, everybody's favorite fan group. Just I, I you know their boy Nicholas Aubé-Kubel won the Stanley Cup and then proceeded to almost destroy the Stanley Cup. Just he made a nice little dent in that sucker, and it's it's kind of amazing that a former flyer that the Colorado Avalanche got for free almost destroyed the cup on his first day with it.
1: He touched it, and immediately a dent was formed. And like, of course, it's the former flyer, and it just makes you wonder what would happen to the Stanley Cup if the Flyers actually won it. Would not it would just combust into flames? Well, yes, it, it would. would com- <laughs> well, <laughs> like, it, it
0: would combust into flames because that's the first sign of the apocalypse. Yes, yes,
1: <laughs> very much so. Yeah, like
0: four so horsemen mad, like- appear out of nowhere, and then you know, biblical speech starts coming out of the clouds and. Then
1: it's the apocalypse. All because the Flyers
0: dared to win another Stanley Cup.
1: They would return the cup to the keeper of the cup. Whatever, what's his name? Do you remember his name? Oh, it's uh, Philip. Philip Pritchard. Philip Pritchard. I think
2: I'm almost positive.
0: Thank you. Pritchard definitely sounds right. I was going to come up with a completely fake name here and just go
1: with that. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, Philip. They're going to return it to him, and it's going to be like mangled, like it was just in a car accident on I-95. And it's just. I don't know. That's what I envision when the Flyers, if the Flyers ever win a Stanley Cup again. I, we'll can't, I can't
0: believe the Bullies returned in One Piece back in the day. I I, I, know. I I would like to think they destroyed it and then they had to make a new Stanley Cup because they just didn't survive. But yeah, I think you're right. It would come back all mangled and just terrible. But I think that's how it's going to come back with the current Avalanche team because they, <laughs> did you see the video of, I forget which player it was, but he was out at a club and he hoisted the cup and he just fell flat on his ass and dropped the cup. <laughs> hey.
1: Curtis McDermott just backwards,
2: like he put it <laughs> over his head, and it was
1: like whoop whoop boom. He looked like the 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 Leaning Tower of Pisa. He just kind of like fell backwards in a perfectly like upright position, <laughs> holding the Stanley Cup.
2: It was so well, good. You know what people don't know? A lot of people don't know there are three Stanley Cups, oh, wow. like physical. There are three of them. So even if the colorado avalanche destroy this one that they were presented with there are two in backup
1: i actually can be aware of that I people no know idea. that
2: hockey players are fucking idiots
1: <laughs> i knew that there were i knew that there were three or i knew that there were multiple ones but i thought the other two were like just ones that they like gave to the media to like sit like on a table on tv or some bullshit like i didn't realize yeah
2: sometimes i mean they yeah. they one of them is like forever on display in toronto like that one is just okay it's forever in the hockey hall of fame but like there are spares there are spares if this one gets destroyed or lost or wasn't there a story a few years ago that an <laughs> ahl team refused to give back the trophy like <laughs> something like that like didn't, they have they have spares
1: didn't somebody forget the stanley cup at like the beach They like just left it in the sand for hours and they came back and they got it. It was still there.
0: The thing about leaving the Stanley Cup at the beach is it's it's there's no more noticeable place to leave the Stanley Cup than the beach (laughs) where it's this big silver shining monument in sand. (laughs) The color contrast literally couldn't be more different. But the, the nice thing, the convenient thing about leaving it at the beach is even if it gets buried, you've always got guys with metal detectors walking around to find it.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. They'll find it. It's a Gary pretty big hunk of metal. from Oak Island. He'll find it. Kelly is the only one that will understand that joke, and she doesn't listen. But I made it anyway.
0: Where, where? Uh, I wish we, I wish I could get it. Constantly, just uh, just trash Kelly on here, and she'll never know.
2: <laughs> she'll never know. I'd listen all the time, and you know that because you said it last episode. Like I know stuff will hear this. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: me. I know you listen because I remember <laughs> it was, I can't remember which episode it was, but we were talking about like killer whales being dolphins and not whales. And then we had a whole like slack, like discourse about whales and like all these different animal facts. And it was, uh, I was like, all right, now we we know definitely steps. Tune oh, oh, it in. Oh, I've really time,
2: dug but. in on this whales dolphin situation where the term whale. Is applied like the term panther. Like, panther is really a mountain lion or a cougar. Whales have different species of whales yeah. and they're all in different categories. Like, dolphins are also, there's like five different species of dolphins. Like, they're, it was fascinating. Please yeah. look up whales and dolphins when you get the chance.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like deceivingly really fun. You wouldn't think it is, but it's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for the later
0: summer Ryan and Steph talk about whales and dolphins and nature while I sit back and
1: have a whiskey. Dude, <laughs> really, I, need, I, I need involved. to do that. I have got to do that because, like, I have so many, like, literally yet yeah, two nights ago, I was watching an hour-long documentary about, about killer whales because I'm just obsessed with them. And, like, I just want to talk about whales. Like, I know... <laughs> i know i sound like a lunatic right now but they're like fun to me i don't know i kind of want to get one tattooed on my all body right so somewhere.
2: this is ryan we're gonna have to go whale watching have you ever gone whale watching no
1: i was supposed to um in march of 2020 days before covid started and the oh. voyage it got canceled because not because of covid apparently the wind was too was too like heavy or whatever oh. and so they were like this isn't good conditions to go whale watching so we couldn't go
2: i've never been and it's like one of the things that i want to do so desperately like when do you get to see a fucking whale you don't never they're off in the distance somewhere it's not like they like yeah they've got orcas at SeaWorld, but orcas are not whales
1: yes they're not whales and those aren't even those are just shells of living organisms they're like like as depressed as they can possibly be living in those little things. They
2: have down here at the Atlanta aquarium, they have a handful of beluga whales. So they're kind of smaller. Um, But they're wonderful. I love being able to see them. And they, there's a baby in there right now and it's just really cute, but I would die to go whale watching. Like you can, you never, when can I see a humpback whale? Never fucking Never.
1: I really, really want to go to um, Victoria, British Columbia, and Uh just watch the killer whales because they just. Right, so that's what
2: we're gonna do. We're gonna plan a trip, and we're just gonna hang out with whales.
1: If the draft, do we know if the draft is ever gonna happen, like in Seattle?
2: Probably, I would assume at some point.
1: Yeah, is it gonna like? Hopefully, it's soon because if that happens, I'm going to the NHL draft, and then the next day, I'm gonna go just. Swim with some killer whales. I'm going to jump in. I don't give a fuck. No one's stopping me.
2: Okay, good. We have a deal. I'll do that as well.
1: You could just use
0: the next Flyers cracking game in Seattle as an excuse to do that. Oh, yeah. What am I thinking?
1: (laughs) I'm not thinking straight. Yeah, I'll just do that. It'll be a lot easier.
0: BSH goes to Seattle. Like, I mean, it writes itself and then goes whale watching and Ryan sits on a whale like (laughs) Sam Neill sits on the Triceratops and listens to it breathing in Jurassic Park.
1: I've said this before, and I just want to reiterate. There's never been a single killer whale attack on a human in the wild. Thank you very much. Then what um, do they call um, them killer bears whales?
2: Barking, so I, bears barking, so I muted myself, but I've got like four other things to say. One, <laughs> um, cheetahs also. Cheetahs have never, I, I believe, never killed a human in the wild because cheetahs are not very scary animals. They're kind of small they're smaller than what you expect them to be
1: aren't they really docile um,
2: they're scared they're yeah. anxious little animals that's why in zoos they need to be paired with um like a, a, really an emotional support dog like cheetahs and zoos oh. are paired up as babies with puppies because they need someone there to to keep them grounded. Cheetahs are like anxious little nuggets.
1: I've seen that. I think actually at the uh, Richmond Metro Zoo there was a cheetah there that was like best friends with a dog or something like that and I always yep. thought that it was just a cute thing but there was like an actual reason for that. That's really interesting.
2: There's a reason yeah cuz they're anxious. So when they see people in the wild like they don't want to come near you. And if they do come near you it's cuz they're curious. Like they're yeah. not trying to eat they're you. Never gonna they're never going to hurt just, you. Yeah. They're checking you out. Um that's great have because you you're never seen, gonna outrun. I'm one. sure you have because I know I've talked about this. The elephant in India that killed the woman. Yes, yes, the story <laughs> oh, <yeah>. brought <laughs> brought her entire herd kilometers to this woman's village, had the herd destroy her village. This one elephant destroyed her a house, specifically, stomped over all of her goats, then went to this woman's <laughs> funeral took her body off the funeral pyre (laughs) and stomped it again.
1: It's the definition of that meme Joel Embiid posted. I was just thinking of of that. Yes, I went to my
0: enemy's (laughs)
2: funeral
1: just to make sure he was dead.
2: (laughs) So when you uh, said that you were going to go swimming with the orcas and like if you die, you die or whatever you said, like that's my general stance. If if an animal kills me, I'm in the wrong. Like I'm in the wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: This elephant, man, that was personal.
1: Oh yeah, no, that,
0: that elephant meant it. That, that elephant was out for revenge. That was the Kill Bill elephants Bride of elephants. are
2: arguably smarter than human beings. Like that elephant fucking knew. She had, she had a mission.
1: Yeah. Elephants freak me out, man. Like if I saw, if I was like in Africa and I saw an elephant, like, don't get me wrong. I'd be like stoked because they're cool. But the second I see its ears kind of c- come out, dude fuck that because like when they do that that means they're like coming at you I want nothing to do with an angry elephant like they are so dangerous I was reading that you can't keep, animal I was reading that you
0: can't keep rocks near a lot of elephants because they'll just pick them up and just hurl them at
2: people
1: <laughs> yeah
2: all right do we want to talk about elephants or do we want to talk about hockey because I could Ugh, I can, I this can is this. hyperbole so I kind of want to talk, talk about either, elephants
0: but, well <laughs> We can let's look back around to the elephants, but let's get some of the hockey out of the way. And you might be wondering why Steph is on the show, because Steph isn't on the show that especially because Ryan's been on every week recently. And, you know, it's a special occasion when Steph joins. And that's because she's got a little announcement for us today about the draft party. Steph, what news do we have on the 2022 NHL draft party?
2: Oh, baby, we have a draft party on Thursday july 7th i almost said june nope we're in july now thursday july 7th starting at six o'clock at sports and social inside philly live casino so you're gonna go to the casino you're gonna find sports and social inside the casino the party starts at six get there right at six because we are going to start with some trivia some prizes um the draft itself starts at seven i guess the flyers number five they'll probably pick 7 15 7 20 7 30 so get get there early um we're going to be um hanging out until the draft is over probably longer um the really cool thing about having the party in a casino it's a little bit unconventional But anyone can show up to a casino. Like, you can't gamble, you can't drink, but anyone can show up. So I think that hopefully, hopefully we'll have a little bit more of a variety of people this year. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. We're partnering with the Flyers. Gritty was supposed to attend. However, our our vile monster, he's on vacation. What?! Gritty's on vacation.
0: There's no way the gritty going. sleeps. There's no way.
2: I don't think he's sleeping. I think he's causing terror in other
0: <laughs> yeah, I was about locations. To say. Oh, maybe he's going back to his home dimension to wreak havoc
2: there. Maybe, maybe. So, gritty physically will not be in attendance. We're we're gonna probably work on something special. Otherwise, uh, we are working on getting. Some names that you know outside of us to Trent attend. Um, Amen. Did, did you say Trent Clatt?
0: Yeah, I did say Trent Clatt. Sean Podine.
2: Bill requested. Um, <laughs> oh God, who's his person? Who's his person?
1: Dan Kordick. Oh, didn't he? Didn't someone request Sam Moran?
2: I I requested Samuel, <laughs> Samuel Moran. That was me. That would be fun if he came. I can't. I can't. I can't remember the Bills person and, and he's going to kill me. uh. But like, Oh, you we'll probably want Frank the animal players? by a Lois. That's the one that there it is. <laughs> and I want Frank there the animal by Bill's a Lois. Style.
1: Give me Frank the animal by a Lois right now. I feel like someone also recommended Matt Reed too. Oh, that was Dad probably Reed. also me. What's Matt Reed doing? Let's get, uh, actually, I don't know what everyone's waiting for. We need to get Andrew McDonald in the building. Cause he's going to be the future coach of the Flyers anyway. So just bring him in now. Cursed get him existence. used to dealing with the fans. He's coming in. It's an inevitable thing. So you might as well bring him in. Get him used to everybody. And oh, you know, gosh. Amac is. Yeah. So we'll see.
2: Um, could be someone who's on the current roster. Could be an alumni. I don't know, and I don't know for sure if they're going to be able to be there just because you know it's a holiday week. But we're working on it, nice. regardless. We will all be there. I'm now speaking for Ryan, who said he's probably going to be there. Steve will be there and I will be there.
0: I actually do not. have. You know, I tried to think of good excuses, but this is like a mile from my house. So I really don't have any good
2: excuse. You really like you can't. I'm literally the closest person
0: on the blog to this venue.
2: Yeah, I'm flying from Atlanta. So if they trade the pick again while I'm in the air. It will happen Wednesday night between 10 and 12.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, all I have to say in regards to that draft party is... Oh, wow!
1: (laughs) Terrific use of the ham horn. I've been sitting here with this, like, queued up for, like, two minutes just waiting. I was about to say, how long has that been ready? Your thumb has been (laughs) just dying to hit that button.
0: It is... I, I will tell you, it's been very tempting at times to get a proper soundboard for this show, but I know it would be a disaster. <laughs> it would be what's the show from Parks and Recreation where it's like uh, the the douche. Like it would be like that show with just ridiculous, just sound effects every two seconds. So if I just have to generate them myself, it's a lot more restraint. But hey, I'm yeah. excited about the draft party. It's always a great time every year. One of the I would say it's the premier Broad Street Hockey event along with Festivus. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: It's the two events that we have, yes? (laughs) Right, but I mean... (laughs) But they're the two biggest
0: ones. Here's the thing about the draft party. There's still some hope in the building unless, you know, Erasmus and trade gets made earlier in the day. But generally, there's some hope at the draft party. By the time Festivus rolls around, our spirits are already properly crushed.
1: Right, yeah. There's always a little bit of more enthusiasm for the draft just because there is that sliver of like, what if this is the next... Claude Giroux or whoever it could be. So, yeah, it's a, it's a fun environment, I feel like.
2: It's it's much more of an unknown. Like, people get really excited or really pissed off when the pick is made. Like, there's <laughs> there's a lot. It's just excitement, and you get to be around the same type of people that either – I mean, we all love-hate the Flyers, so that's going to be our reaction to everything that they do and and everything that <laughs> happens at the draft. Like, the – cam york draft when we thought that they were taking <laughs> cole caulfield like the, the reaction like it was audible from the crowd like it was a yay oh <laughs> what
0: <laughs> when they traded back and then they still had a c named prospect that they went for and it wasn't cole caulfield and that oh my god what a, an amazing reaction for the
1: crowd you could from the u.s more. development and, and team too. announced
2: it what was that, Ryan?
1: I was just saying he was also from the U.S. development team. So when he announced it, it was like, from the U.S. development team. And it was like, yeah! And then he had, like, the C syllable, and people continued to lose their mind. And then it's like, Cam! And people just were confused.
2: That's exactly, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. People <laughs> were really excited. They heard U.S. Development League, and, and that that was not Cole Caulfield.
0: Alas, it was not Cole Caulfield, even though we, we like Cam York. We're pro Cam York, but, you yeah. know. The small goals boy is a a pretty exciting prospect there, and it's an interesting draft coming up for the Flyers this year. They are picking fifth, which is a disappointment because New Jersey got it rigged in their favor again for some goddamn reason. Who the hell likes the Devils? I don't know why, but what are we expecting right now? Are we expecting the Flyers to keep this pick? Are we expecting a trade? And if they are keeping the pick, like what? who are we expecting them to get? Because... There's really, like, six, seven really good names in this draft, and then it's, it's, it's an okay draft, but, you know, and there's not, like, any superstars in the making,
1: but there are some really solid names at the top of the board. So, I feel like, based off of everything Chuck Fletcher said the other day during his presser, like, he was saying all the things that every GM has to say, like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna listen to everything, you know, we're we're talking to all the teams, and we're figuring out the value of the pick or whatever, It sounds like they're probably not – they're definitely not moving up. And he pretty much said it's just because it's so difficult to move up this high in the draft order. Um, But moving back, it sounds like, you know, if they're going to move back, it needs to be for a very specific type of player, like someone in their early to mid-20s who's already really, really, really good. And I feel like that's really hard to get. So – I don't think that's going to happen, to be honest with you. So I think, I think they're going to stay where they are and make the pick.
2: I'm just saying, Jacob Chikrin.
1: <laughs> God, it's not too late. There's plenty of time.
2: It's that not is, too late.
0: You know, that's all you think about. Stuff. You wake up, you're like Chikrin time. Chikrin.
2: No Chikrin. 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 Can I has Chikrin, uh, listen, please? I am who I am. He's a good defenseman.
1: <laughs> I thought his name was Chitrin for years.
2: Oh, same, same.
0: I only learned it was Chikrin because I had Steph on the show at one point, and I was struggling <laughs> yeah. with the name. She's like, "I know how to pronounce this, Steve." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I like it would be cool and really spicy if they traded the pick for a player. Um, but I really hope they stay where they are personally, just because, like, based off of the trade that happened last summer, I'd, Rather that not happen again. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, for sure. There we um, R- I don't, I don't think
2: there's any way. I don't think there's any way they trade this. I
1: yeah, don't think, no, you know, state where
2: they are.
0: Chucky two trades,
2: just don't
0: live up to your namesake this draft. Maybe just take it easy for once. Now, if they were to trade the pick, <laughs> I want to get into some of the, you know, the draft pick potential soon, but if they were to trade the pick, there were only a couple guys I could really think of that would be involved in such a trade. And one of them just went off the board earlier this week. Kevin Fiala got traded from the wild to the LA Kings. So that, you know, didn't even have to talk about that. It's done. He's, he signed an extension with the Kings. He is a King. The other name that's come up, and I know this is a long shot, I know this probably isn't going to happen, but Alex DeBrincat is a guy who's been mentioned out there. Great, great young player from Chicago. How would we feel if Chuck, again, this is a long shot, but if Chuck were to work out some kind of deal for DeBrincat?
1: I think that would be pretty fun. Like, I know he's small, and a lot of the, you know, old-time Flyers fans would be all annoyed because he's not big and strong and fights people. But, like, he's a really good young player. He's coming off his best season as a pro. I think he had, like, 82 points in 80 games or something like that, um, over a point per game or so- some somewhere around that area. Um, and I don't know. I, I think that would be a fun little option for the Flyers if he's available and if they can pull that off. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think there are, it would be really hard to kind of pry him from the Blackhawks' hands, I think. Oh, for sure. I hate Chicago, like, I wouldn't want to give him up if I was Chicago. Absolutely not. Yeah. But,
0: I mean, he had 78 points last season, 41 goals, 31 assists. If you can get, and this is what we've needed for the Flyers for years now as a goal scorer. We really desperately have needed a goal scorer here. So That's the thing. Th- that would be nice. And I would be willing, I think, to include the 5th overall pick in a deal for DeBrinkat but really nobody below that caliber.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's there's also there's a couple other guys like um oh god, what's his name? I'm forgetting his uh uh Connor Garland. I know Connor Garland is he's a good young player. Um not I wouldn't put him on quite the level of DeBrinkat, but um he's a good young guy like if they decided to trade for him that would I think the first would be a little too much for someone like Connor Garland but like who knows with you know what they've shown in the past so I, I don't know there there's options out there um but I would not hate it at all if they got Alex it. he's he's a really fun young player
0: Oh he's great and we'll, we'll see on that front I I'm not expecting anything like that I'm really expecting him to pick at 5th but you know if Chuck gets spicy for somebody like that I can get down with that just no more Ristos for the love of god that was just yeah. It was painful then. It's been more painful since having to watch him play hockey this past season. I, I, please, Steph, tell me Risto is the guy that's going to show up at the party after I'm <laughs> saying all this. That would be fantastic. It would be just the most Wouldn't awkward that situation. would be incredible?
2: That would be incredible. I told – so the only thing I warned the Flyers about, I was like, listen, people are going to buy them beers and they're going to talk to them. Like that's – that's what you need to prepare these players for. Like, people are going to buy them beer, and they're going to talk to them nonstop. I feel non-stop. like it, people would buy Risto beer. Oh, absolutely. Like, right? I, I, I would be a perfect
0: gentleman to Risto. And the Risto Alliance, of course, would show up in support and <laughs> just shower him with gifts. But that would just, I, I, you know, hey, I just, I don't want to get pile-drived into a concrete pillar That's all I'm asking, not to get pile-drived.
2: I think that's fair. Sorry, I'm reading about... There's the new article about uh, Fedotov, and it's, like, horrifying. Oh, my
0: God. We're going to get into this in uh, a couple minutes, and I am just... What a terrible situation for him. But before we talk about Fedotov, uh, Quiggs, as far as the, the draft picks go... So, Shane Wright was the consensus number one until this past, like, I don't know, couple months, really... And he, he looks like he's slipping now. Do you think Shane Wright's really going to slip from the number one?
1: Sorry, my Roomba just fucking opened the door to my room and was making all this ruckus. Uh... Ryan, <laughs> I have opinions um... on Shane Wright. <laughs> so Shane Wright is so weird to me because me, I personally think he should still be the first overall pick. And I love Slavkovsky. Like, he's by far my favorite player in this draft. But I feel like Shane Wright he he had really good production this year. Maybe not like some, the production of someone who was um, given exceptional status like he was a couple of years ago. But um, people also, I feel like, are kind of for, not forgetting, but like overlooking the fact that he missed a whole year of hockey because of COVID. And then to come back and put up the numbers he put up this year, while not spectacular, still very, 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 very good. Um, I feel like that's impressive. And I feel like, I don't know. He, he seems to have gotten better as the season progressed. So I don't know. Uh, To me, I think he should still go first overall. Um, And he's a center. Slipkowski is a winger. And I know like, you shouldn't really discriminate that much, but like I do know that centers tend to have more value than wingers do. Um, So I don't know. I could see him going first overall and it, it wouldn't shock me at all.
0: Because centers can generally play wing, but wings generally can't play center. So it's, uh, you get the more versatile player. But yeah, I mean, I really think a lot of people are just thinking about Nolan Patrick. And I dare to say this with Steph on the program, but I think a lot of people are freaked out by Nolan Patrick and what happened there. And they, I, I think, you know, there's been a lot of comparison between Shane Wright and Nolan Patrick, whether fair or not. And,. It sucks for Shane Wright, but then again, maybe he'll end up in a better situation. Who knows? But I, I actually don't even know if Montreal has a bad situation moving forward. They had, just have the best combination of tiny head coach and tiny star player. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But Slavkowski, I mean, both Pranman and McKenzie have bumped Slavkowski up to the projected first overall right now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's wild. And I don't know. Like, I have a huge... I'm trying not to get too, like, you know um opiniony with this because like it, i have a soft spot with or for um Sapkowski just because i saw him at the olympics and he was so so good and so fun and like his shot was ridiculous throughout the whole olympics and i remember the coach was talking about him um after they won bronze and he basically just said like coming into this like during the whole training camp or whatever um we were hoping like everything else is there. We were hoping he was going to be able to score because they were, apparently he was just like not finding the back of the net um when they, in like the lead up to the Olympics. And then the Olympics came along and he just went nuts. It was just an avalanche of goals. So um I feel like, I don't know. I, it was, it was so fun watching him because he's not, I don't even think he's 18 yet. I think he might still be 17. Um I could be wrong about that. So but, he could um, attend the draft party. He he certainly could. If you wanted to attend the draft party, he definitely could. (laughs) Um, But, okay, yeah, he's 18. He turned 18 in March. Um, Goodbye, smokes, and
0: join the military.
1: Yeah. Um, But he, like, the way he used his body, the way he won puck battles, his speed, um, his strength, I mean, everything was so far beyond what you would think of a player his age. Um, So I personally, like, if I had to choose between two, him and Wright, it would be so hard for me because I feel like they both have, um, a lot of great qualities, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I do feel like it is nice to have that, that center depth that Wright could provide, but it wouldn't shock me if Slavkovsky went number one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the, the thing that shocked me today was I looked at the Prodman rankings or projections rather because Prodman did a, a mock draft and he actually had Wright falling down to four, which I was shocked by it. That's the first time I've seen him fall that far. We've talked about the potential, but see him fall that far, that would be great for Seattle if they could get a player of that caliber fall to them at four, and especially for a franchise that's still trying to define themselves and, and really get that defining talent on their team you know, that would be great for them. Uh, but there, there's some interesting prospects within the top five or six that could fall to the Flyers right now. Uh, Jiracek is one. Uh, David Diericek, uh, Jiricek, uh, is, uh who's a right-handed D from the Czech Republic. Uh, Logan Cooley, center U.S. team. And uh, Cutter Gauthier, which... That's the most badass name. I've said before that it's a pirate name, uh, name. left wing American, and uh, Simon Nemec, who is a Slovakian right-handed defenseman. And right now, I feel like I would prefer Nemec or Gauthier at five, but I'm not sure. Nemec seems like one of the more dynamic talents as far as just overall like ability and. Somebody that would certainly help the Flyers maybe get into more modern hockey. Uh, Gauthier seems to have that goal scoring ability. I certainly wouldn't be mad about any of these guys, but it really, it's going to be a really interesting top five and to see who actually is available for the Flyers.
1: Yeah, I like Gauthier. Um I really like Nemec. And even though he didn't play much at the Olympics, um, I think there were some games where he only got like two or three minutes or something like that. But um, I really like Nemec, and I like Juracek too. Um, I think um, those two defensemen make sense for the Flyers at five. And, like, I I, I like cutter Gauthier too, but um, I don't know. I just feel like with the two defensemen, there's a – I can't really explain it, but, like, at least in my head, I feel like there's a little bit more of, like, a certainty with them. But at the same time, I, I also know that Gauthier really has a lot of – um, exciting tools like he's got a, a good shot really good skating for his size so um, yeah, they really can't go wrong here you know
0: yeah and what about Savoy Savoy's one of those players that he's not quite a top five sixer I, but he, he's
1: up in the mix yeah I love Savoy and like I, honestly I kind of hope I kind of wish the Flyers would take him at five but I just know they're not going to um I love how dynamic he is and like at the end of the day, he has a ton of talent, and that's what the Flyers need is, like, high-end skill talent. And if they were to get him, th- I mean, that kind of checks the box. They need that. They need to pump their their farm system full of players who have high-end skill. And Savoy has it, but for whatever reason, I, I just – it doesn't feel like they're going to go that direction, which is a bummer because he – I think he's going to be a really good player one day.
0: Yeah. Well – Again, This is one of the drafts I really have no idea because we look back at, you know, most of the drafts we've seen with the Flyers, they've been more in the middle of the pack, like a 12, 13, 14, 15, that range. And that's just seeing who's the best available at that point. And then... I just want to see them take swings. As you said, high end talent is what it's all about. Stop getting these middle of the road, two way players. As I, I, I once said I love Scott Lawton, right? Like Scott Lawton is not exactly like a big swing. He's a heart and soul guy for sure. And he's a great, you know, two way yeah. guy, but he's the type of fly, you know, player the Flyers have drafted for years. And it's like, well, no, that's not, he's a great player to have. Right. But, and he's a great locker room guy. But he's not what you need to really get over the top to win in today's NHL.
1: I was going to say, like, there's a place for players like that. Um, And I just think the Flyers have enough players like that. Like, go get someone who's going to score, you know, who has an insane shot. They might not be the best at defense. They might not be the greatest 200-foot player. Who cares? They're a winger. Like, put them on the first line as a winger and then put them next to Couturier, who's a great 200-foot player. Like let the skills offset and complement each other that's my thing and so that's why i feel like i would love to see them go out and get someone like a savoy or uh, i don't i haven't looked into goche enough to know if he's like great defensively or anything like that but if he was more offensive minded like cool go ahead and do that like you don't have to get someone who's going to be an all-around good player, because normally all-around good players don't turn out to be superstars. And if there's one thing the Flyers need, it's someone who has su- superstar potential right now. And I know that's hard to come by, but, like, good God, do your best. You know, Ovechkin barely plays defense. Get me an Ovechkin. That's just
0: grows on yeah. trees. That You know, great goal scorers. Some of the greatest goal scorers of all time just grow on trees. They're
1: out there. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's so many players like that who just, you know, Brad Marchand. Look at him. I mean, I know he try. I think he does a little bit of uh, work on the penalty kill too. But I've seen so many de- defensive lapses from him over the years, and it's just like, yikes. So I, I don't know, but nobody like, gives a shit because he produces offensively and he's a game changer. Exactly. Yeah. And look who his center is, Patrice fucking Bergeron. So like, it it offsets. It, I feel like if you put a guy who's not great defensively with someone who is good defensively, it's it's all a balance. I think it's all a balancing act. But then again, what do I know? I'm just some Some moron on a couch looking at his computer screen eating pretzels. Shut up, nerd. I thought you were eating almonds.
0: (laughs) Well, the Flyers technically do have a guy who focuses more on offense than defense. He's just not producing enough offense to really justify his cost right now. And that's James Van Reamstijk. And I hate to say that about one of the (laughs) the better personalities on the team. I love JVR. I'm a big fan. But I really can't justify that cost anymore. And he's got to go in one way or the other this off season. If you're going to try and rework this team and try to maybe get a free agent or two, you got to cut costs and his seven mil a year right now is a big cost right now. So he's coming up a a lot in trade rumors right now. You could always buy him out. That's a, you know, more of a halfway cost savings. And as they say on breaking bad, no half measures. And I guess that's the attitude with JVR right now. And even if it costs a draft pick, which it likely will, it seems like he's getting traded, and there's two teams, or I guess just one team right now I've really heard, and that's Seattle is the one team I've heard, because they have plenty of cap space, and well, why not? And Hack used to be The coach. Hack! The Hack's the there. hack, baby! wins his way into hack. your
1: DMs! <laughs> god! Oh my god. They, uh, Just like, you can't humanize Dave Hackstall. He's not. He's a robotic thing. I don't know what... Yeah. Your Roomba is going to take offense to that. Yeah. Oh, God. I need to keep my voice down. Here it comes. (laughs) But I feel like... I love Hack. He's my cousin. They have to do. Like, he can't be back next season. There's no way he can be back. Like, at the end of the day, they have to either buy him out or trade him with a sweetener. I don't care what they give. As long as it's not like the first or third round pick. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried that they're
0: gonna give not the first this year, but maybe the first next year that they got from Florida for Claude Giroux. I, I've heard that out there before. And I, I don't I don't want that to happen. I want them to have that first round pick to you. I don't I didn't really I hated what they gave Arizona to take Shane Goss to spare. And Oh, I that was insane. Yeah. I don't want a repeat of that. And I think giving up anything higher than a third to take a contract off your hands is asinine.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess the thing with JVR is that he's still like, like we've seen he's not great anymore. Um, He never, you could argue, I mean, he really was. He had a nice resurgence.
0: He had a nice resurgence the previous season, but this past season, he just did not have it.
1: Yeah. But let's also like, like he's not nothing either, you know? Like he scored 24 goals. Um, which uh, granted it's not like insane, but like he's, I mean, that's he's something
0: you get good enough plus... goal
1: scorer. Yeah. He's a guy who can play on
0: the power play, even if the coach doesn't feel like doing it for some reason, but he,
1: yeah, he, he, he produces, it's just not enough. He brings a semblance of value. And I feel like with him, um, I don't know, a team like Seattle, it could like make sense for him to like go there and, and, you know, um, kind of maybe have another little resurgence elsewhere. But for Philly, it just wasn't working out. And I, I do feel like he brings value just from a leadership standpoint. He's a veteran dude. He's still scoring goals. Maybe not like he used to, but he still does. So I don't know. I, I think they could get something for him that wouldn't... I could. I think they could trade him away without having to give up that first-round pick. But we'll have to see. The, the, like, I think what a lot of fans are thinking is... Like, the Flyers could trade him and get something back of equal or, like, even greater value. That's definitely not happening.
0: Oh, yeah, that's not happening. And I, I'm not under that impression that that would happen. I don't think any of the fans yeah, should no. be. If you're listening to this and you're under that impression, I don't know what you've been watching.
1: Yeah, because I feel like people look at his season. It's like, 24 goals. Like, someone's going to want that. And it's like, yeah, but he's, like, not – he's clearly on the decline. So it's, it's – and his contract is awful. That's like when Vinny LeCavier was here, and he scored 20 goals, and they were like, oh yeah, you can get something for him. Right. I was like, nobody wanted his old ass. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I, I think they can they can get rid of JVR, but it's going to cost something. I just don't think it's going to cost as much as like a first round pick, like some people think it could be. But I could be wrong, too. I, I don't know. There, there's a lot going on with the situation just because of how not great his contract is. But then again, he only has what, like two years left or just one year left. So I, yeah so I think it's two years. It's not that bad. Right?
0: So, or no, it's one year. Right. And if you did a buyout, you'd be paying the contract for two years. Is That's what it is. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I personally would rather just tough it out and just not have to deal with giving up assets or anything because I also think this team should just tank for the next year. But That said, there are a couple decent free agent names out there this year, including one, Johnny Gaudreau, who, you know, you might have heard that he's from the general Philadelphia area in southern New Jersey. So South Jersey's own Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, is probably going to be available. We were seeing some news the other day. I think this is per LeBron who said Gaudreau remains undecided. How long can Calgary wait and basically saying that as of Thursday he's undecided, he hasn't signed a new contract, he hasn't signed an extension, and it's not great news for the Flames. I mean, if I'm the Flames, I know what his price is because he's a fantastic player, and yeah. you gotta give him I imagine he's going to command what, ten to eleven mil on the open
1: market. Oh, I mean I don't know about that high, but like I would think at, at least at least eight or nine at least 8 at the very least 8 million. Yeah. I don't know about 10 or 11, but like 8 million. had a lot of points last season. F- yeah, he did. He did. Um but like 10 or 11 that's like Austin Matthews money, you know what I mean? And I don't I don't know if like he's quite Austin Matthews level. I could see him at like 9 well, Nine and a half the thing is, though, the, the like contracts that. are starting to go
0: up, is the thing. Like, even right, the, right, right. the salary yeah. cap isn't going up, the contracts are going up. I don't. I never understand how Toronto, by the way, isn't always the number one team at the top of cap friendly. Like, it doesn't make sense to me, given the talent hear. on that team. Uh, and for the record, Austin Matthews, you are correct. He is 11.6, and uh, John Tavares makes 11 a season, and Mitch Marner makes 10.9. Uh, so maybe... Maybe nine or ten is what he'll be looking for. But the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, though, when you are a free agent, people are going to get into a bidding war for you, especially when you're of somebody of Johnny Gaudreau's caliber. So I, I, that's what I'm kind of banking on. Maybe I overshot with eleven to twelve, but. Which, by the way, the NHL salary cap is ridiculous. Just get rid of it. It's stupid. But yeah. <laughs> regardless, it's... Uh, let's get wild. Let's get wild. Let's, let's go to the old days because it, the salary cap's terrible. The best NHLer, the best player in the league, maybe the most talented player in NHL history, uh, Not certainly with no personality, though. My God, Connor McDavid, get a personality, please. But he's making, like... What? Cheating-ass Connor McDavid. Cheating. Oh, cheating. cheat. That cheat not on the game, cheat. but on the in the like, There you go. In the game of life. In the game of life. But, you know, McDavid makes pretty much what like a mid-level like NFL
1: receiver makes, which is just yeah. insane. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. Like it's so funny how little NHL players get paid. And you know the NHL could pay them more if they wanted to. They just don't want to. That's what it all comes down to. So it's like, I don't know. I would love if they got rid of the salary cap because I feel like a lot of these players, like Ovechkin making as little as he does in the grand scheme of things compared to other professional athletes, it's just criminal.
0: LeBron makes more a season than I think the combined salary for most teams.
1: Oh my God. I mean, well... Probably that's very true. Like I think, I think the cap floor for a lot of teams is LeBron's base salary, right? Right. Not including all the other stuff. Yeah. And that's the cap floor. Like that's crazy. It's insane. What a stupid sport that we love. But regardless, Gaudreau
0: is going to get paid, right? Whether it's it's going to be eight at minimum, right? But I would think more like nine to ten, and. The Flyers, if they are going to compete for Goudreau, they're going to have to clear cap space. It's just that simple. Nazem, Ka- Nazem Kadri, as we went over last week. Kadri, I have to get used to saying that. Kadri is also a guy who's been mentioned. I don't want to overpay for him because Kadri at this point is, what, is he uh, 31 or so?
1: Let me take a look here. Wow, I'm, try- I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time finding the avalanche on cap friendly because how are they this low? It doesn't They're make sense. They're so low on
0: cap. It doesn't it really make doesn't. sense. Um, and the smartest thing they did, I know he was uh an RFA, but getting McCar locked down to a reasonable rate now <laughs> cuz I, oh, I swear to oh, god, god he'd be like a top 3 highest
1: paid player after this run he just went on. Can confirm, Nazim Kadri is 31. He turns 32 on October 6th, the day before my birthday. He's a Libra. Very good to know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like Nazim Kadri a lot too. But based off of what he has said, he, like he basically said, um, I saw a report the other day. Apparently he said um, he wants to return to Colorado, but he also knows his worth now. Which sounds to me like he wants a pretty significant pay raise. And he, as he should, because he was, he just had an AAV of 4.5 million, but like how much of a pay raise is he looking at? If he wants like 6 million a year. Fuck yeah! I think I would sign him for that. I don't think that's that bad. I like Nazem Cutt. Like he's a good player. Oh, six million, I would do, but I'm worried. I would absolutely do.
0: After this run he went on, can you pull up his stats from this past season, real quick? Because yeah. he crushed it this past season, and part of that was just being surrounded by the sheer talent that the Colorado Avalanche have. They are just stacked, right? And yeah, you're going to put up points when you've got Gabriel Landeskog playing next to you, when you got Kale McCarr behind you. Like, yeah, you're going to put up some points. But, you know, good on him for putting up those points. He's a very talented player. But at the same time, like, is it a guy that you really want to pay more than, like, seven mil a season? And even that feels like a lot. Like, we're dealing with Kevin Hayes making that right now, and it feels like an albatross right now. And I like Kevin Hayes a lot, but it feels like an albatross.
1: He averaged well over a point per game he had 87 points in 71 games 28 goals 59 assists um now the thing about Kadri though this is like way higher than any of his previous seasons right Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Before this, his career high was 61 points.
0: This is such a buyer beware to me. And if the Flyers signed Kadri for anything more than like 6.5 or 7 mil, I would lose my goddamn mind. Because it's just a guy who doesn't have the history of being this dominant of a player. But and I feel like he's just he was just the Colorado Avalanche really clicked this year. And he works great with them. He's a superstar with them, but I don't know if he's a superstar without them, per se.
1: It's just, it's not that he's not a good player. He's just not a top-line center. And I feel like he wants to get paid like a top-line center, even though, really, he's a high-end second-line center. Right. He's, a, um, he's,
0: in which we have plenty of those. Don't get me wrong.
1: Yes. <laughs> there's K- Kevin Hayes. There's Sean Couturier. Like, Sean Couturier is like a very, he's a good first-line center. Yeah, Couturier is a good first-line center. When he's healthy. Yeah. Right, right, right. But Kevin Hayes, he's like a, f- a fine second-line center. Kadri, you bring him in. Like, it, I, I love Nazem Kadri. Like, as a person, he's, he seems like a really good dude, um, and he's a good player. But I just don't think it would make sense to dish out $8 million to him if that's something he's looking for. If he's looking for that ballpark, that's just insane. And, yeah. And, and if they were to—let's pretend they were to do that. Let's pretend they give him a massive contract. We know it's going to happen. He's going to he's going to leave Colorado, where he's surrounded by superstars, come to Philly, and be surrounded by—I hate to say it—but not superstars. Definitely not superstars. No, and it, then it's the case. Claude Giroux is our only superstar,
0: and he's gone. And even then, you would say Claude Giroux was a star, not necessarily a superstar.
1: Yeah, but if he were to join the Flyers next season, he'd be lucky to get fifty points. Yeah, and people would freak out because he's not. Because he's not playing up to 8 million, 9 million a year standards. And it's just like, what do you expect? He has no talent around him. Right. And I, if you sign a guy like Gaudreau, Gaudreau
0: is an elevator right there. Like, he's just such a talented hockey player that he's going to put up points no matter what. And, you know, he'll elevate the game of a Sean Couturier. He'll elevate the game of a Travis Koneckny. If he's playing on the same line with those guys or a Kevin Hayes or somebody, you know, whereas Kadri, I think he works. Kadri works great with amazing talent around him. And, And this, again, I don't want to take away from Nazem Kadri. Who's a, a just, he's a great hockey player. I love watching him. He was one of the key reasons the Avs actually pulled through and won the cup this year, but I just don't necessarily want the Flyers to sign up for more than X amount if the Flyers go after him, and I don't want him to be like why they move at JVR, why they might move out. Like I'm just trying to manifest this at this point, but uh, an Ivan Provorov, right? Uh, yeah, uh, th- these are guys that have pretty decent sized contracts that clear out cap space. Now, if you sign Cadreau and Catry after t- trading a bunch of guys, if Chuck really goes ham this off season, puts the the two and the two trades, then Sure, but again, not for more than X amount.
1: Now, it should also be noted that Kadri does have a history of like putting up some solid numbers, even when the Maple Leafs were shit. So, like the lockout shortened year in 2012 13, he had almost a point per game. He had 44 points in 48 games. And then in 2013 14, he had 50 points in 78 games. So, like, not amazing, but like, given how shitty those teams were. That's pretty impressive, you know. So it makes me wonder like if he were to join the Flyers, would he play to that level where he would, you know, could like maybe he could still be a point almost near point per game type guy on a not great Flyers team. But that's such a big risk to take it's a big the risk, amount of yeah. money that he's probably going to command yeah
0: yeah like i i'm fine with that kind of risk for a Gaudreau or somebody like that but for a cadre yes, i'm a, a lot
1: more hesitant someone who's like consistently consistently played to that level yeah you 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 dish over that money to them but for someone like cadre who the last few years uh f- 44 points 36 points 32 points now granted those were short in seasons because of covid Um, but like, again, he's a good player, but he's just not a number one center. I want a game changer. I want somebody, if
0: I want the flyers to go shopping, I want them to go shop. Like as, as fun as Kevin Hayes was to get a few years ago, that's still not like, like a treat yourself shopping spree right where ben wyatt's wearing the full batman costume like i want that i want to just go nuts and this is not it like kevin hayes is like okay i went out to get a i don't know what's like i went out to get like the most high-end car and i came back with a sensible four-door sedan (laughs) i went out to get a ferrari and i came back with a four-door sedan (laughs) that's how getting like a kevin hayes feels (laughs) even though they overpaid for kevin hayes i love the
1: flyers uh, I do too. FYI, so we by the way. a little
0: bit of. Let me just uh, say, by the way, Steph had to jump off because she had uh, other obligations and she just wanted to say she hates us all. So that's good. Love you, Steph. <laughs> we love you, Steph. I'm kidding. Um, I keep
1: <laughs> So, a tweet from someone named uh, Paula Share Talk on Twitter. Uh, Kelly Hinkle just retweeted this. Groups of Russian agents fanned out across St. Petersburg to professional and personal places Fedotov frequents, waiting to arrest him, Fontanka reports. Jesus Christ. The so 25-year-old goalie let, is...
0: Let's talk about this story real quick, then. I guess we're going to get right into it, because this is, this is happening right now, as we record yeah. this on Friday afternoon, July 1st. So Ivan Fedotov, who is a goaltending prospect for the Flyers, if you're not that familiar with him, was detained by Russian authorities earlier today. And you might be like, oh, what did he do? But what he did was try to leave the country to come play for the Philadelphia Flyers, which, uh, you know, I, I'd want to be arrested. I kid. I'm not, it's, it's fucked up. (laughs) This is fucked up. All Flyers jokes aside, this is fucked up. He wanted to come and play professional hockey in North America and Russian authorities, uh, arrested him with suspicions of, dodging the russian army and he's being reportedly taken to the russian military registration and enlistment office like does this mean that they're forcing him to join the army to stay in russia uh is I, like this is this is a fucking unbelievable story this is insane i i just hope he's okay I hope he's okay. I hope too. he's all right. But this is like, like this is so he... scary for other Russian players too to think about if they just want to go home and visit their families or something like that. That you yeah. know the yeah, the, yeah. Ivan oh, dude, the Alex can't. Ovechkins,
1: you know. Right now you can't. I mean, wh- what do you do? You know, I, I feel like you have to. I don't know. And someone mentioned this in the Slack chat earlier too. Like it makes you wonder. Like we, we only hear about this stuff as Americans. When it's like Britney Griner or Ivan Fedotov.
0: Which is, it the Britney Griner like, thing is ha- still going on. Like, I, they still haven't yeah. resolved this. And all she did was, what was it? She was arrested uh, for having a vape pen, basically. Something like that. It was, Something uh, With
1: insane. hashish. But like, but you hear about those two things and you're, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. But like, think of all the people, other people in Russia that they're doing to just normal, ordinary people that they're doing this to. That, like, you have to imagine they're doing this to thousands of people, probably.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, the situation in Russia has been, I I was going to say terrible for years, but I think it's just always been this way in Russia. Russia is just a a country that has gone through so much governmental turmoil over the years. And, I mean, you think back to Stalin, obviously, and just the USSR and all the issues they went through there, and... Vladimir Putin since he's come in has just been an absolute KGB monster and continues to have his just unjust war in the Ukraine and will not back down from that and now they're doubling down on internal you know they're cracking down on people internally in Russia and to not let people leave to pursue opportunities is so incredibly fucked up and it's a scary world right now with just fascism yeah. in particular. I mean, we're dealing with it in the U.S. to a degree. It hasn't gotten to this point, thankfully, and hopefully never gets to this point. But you know, it's there's a lot of scary trends going on, fascism-wise, around the world right now, and it's just I feel terrible for for Fedotov, who's just. He's just trying to pursue his dream to play professional hockey, trying to leave the country, and they say no. And like, God, I really hope this guy, this poor guy, doesn't get conscripted and forced to fight the war in Ukraine. And oh, that's just a, a terrible situation.
1: The, yeah, I, God, it's in, it's ridiculous. Like I, I, don't know what, I, I don't know what to say because. I don't know. I'm I'm just angry. And like, it's terrifying to hear all this is like even happening in the year 2022. And I just hope, I don't know what can be done about this. I don't know if anything can be done. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Well, the thing is,
0: you can't even count on like Brittany Griner. You at least have American authorities trying to work with the Russian government on that. American authorities really don't have any say over Ivan Fedotov because he is a Russian citizen. So there's not really, you know, I don't think Canadian authorities can help him. I don't think American authorities can help him. Unfortunately, this is
1: just. And like the flyers aren't just going to swoop in there and be like, like, hey, let him go. Okay. The flyers have their money.
0: I'm sure they'll try to litigate it, but there's not really you can. How much can you do when there is a madman like Vladimir Putin just making decisions like this because i'm sure this comes from the top because vladimir putin beyond being this ridiculous strong man who has to go shirtless whenever he gets a chance he also is a huge avid hockey fan he is a huge hockey fan and like you remember the time he had a bunch of like khl players like he played with them and like scored the weakest goal in the world on them i am going to get just this is not i should not continue on this path this is bad for me no uh, i'd like to think that the kgb isn't listening to this but anyway Vladimir Putin, <laughs> only the NAKGB. But Vladimir Putin is a guy who is greatly interested in hockey, so I'm sure he's actually aware of stuff like this. And he goes, "No, don't let my star athletes leave. Keep them right here." Well,
1: because he was on the Russian national team, right? I think so. Right. Uh, Fad- oh wait, Fad- wait. wait. Fedotov. Yes, yes. He got he guided them to the silver medal. Yeah. So, so he, like he's very aware of he who represented this young Russia. Man is yeah. Yeah, and he was like amazing at the Olympics. So I feel like them detaining him, like, I don't think they're going to do, I hope they don't. I don't think they're going to do harm to him because I think this is just them saying, no, you're not leaving unless you're playing hockey here. And it's like, it's fucked up. But like, hopefully that means they're not going to like hurt him or anything like that. You know, I don't know. The whole thing is fucking crazy. It's insane.
0: (sighs) I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. We'll continue to, to monitor this and, and look at this, but I, this is one of those situations where I don't really know what anybody can do right now. It's, I, I just... And I don't want to do, like, a thoughts and prayers bullshit thing here, but, like, no. I, you know, that's all you can really give him right now or, like, your thoughts. Just, so like, I'm thinking of him, but there's not a whole hell of a lot that we can do as long as Vladimir Putin is running things in Russia and running things the way he is right now, because he's just been, he's always been this just menacing presence over there, but it's gotten especially bad in the past year or so with Ukraine and everything. He's really doubled down and it's a great world. Let me tell you. Well, we're we're thinking about Yavin yeah, Fedotov and hopefully everything gets sorted out soon, but it is a a bit of a grim situation over there for one of the Flyers prospects, but you know, despite all that, there's still just reason to be overjoyed in Philadelphia right now. Philadelphia sports have never oh, yeah. been better, and that's because our our beloved Philadelphia Stars, our football team. Our football team. Our the Philadelphia's football team. Philadelphia's premier football team. The only one. The stars are going to the USFL championship. Oh, baby. Do I need to get the air horn back out for this one?
1: Because get the air horn where's out. the air horn at? Get the oh, air Oh, man. That was... Uh, there it is. Wait, the wait. show cannot continue until you give me some air horn. All right. Philadelphia stars. Here we go. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Dude. Listen, it's so funny because the we were talking about this before the show. The Eagles, it took them they won their last championship in 1960. It took them uh 57 years to win it again. The championship literally wasn't even called the same thing and they
0: didn't win it until until recently. Oh my god. And it it was painful, a painful existence because the the Eagles Had won championships, but it wasn't called the Super Bowl. So people tried
1: to act like it didn't count. But it counted, motherfuckers. It counted. Yeah, exactly. So it's just funny because it took the Eagles over 50 years to win a Super Bowl finally. And now these fucking Philadelphia stars waltz in here (laughs) and into this USFL bullshit. And they immediately, they're going to win. They're going to win the first year of the USFL returning. And, and they've never like, played football in the city of Philadelphia. They've never seen this. Half these players on this team have never seen the city of Philadelphia with their own two eyes. They <laughs> All probably the games don't even know. So if you're not familiar with the USFL,
0: uh, it was a football league back in the 80s. You had guys like Reggie White play for it. And then it folded. They denied uh, Donald Trump buying a team, which is still funny to me because fuck him. But they folded yeah. and then they tried to revitalize it this year for some reason. And they brought back all the old teams and everything, but the they they all played their games in
1: Birmingham, Alabama, every game for every team. And like, yeah, it's it's bizarre. And of course, the Philadelphia Stars. And it, I, you know, I actually am going to say something a little controversial here. I kind of like their logo. Oh no, 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 it's a good look. It's a good look. I kind of like the look. Yeah, it's not a bad look. Um, But, of course, they're going to go to the the, the championship, and I guarantee they're going to win. Because that's just, it's like, it's almost like the universe is trying to tell Philly sports fans, like, here, we'll give you this. And it's just like, fucking thank you. This is what we've been waiting for. They've done this to us. Get the fuck out.
0: They've done this to us before. The Philadelphia Soul had three championships. 08, 16, and 17. And nobody gave. One single solitary shit. They did their parade, I think it went down Market Street. So, for people not familiar with Philadelphia, when the rare occasions when sports teams win championships in Philadelphia, the parade goes down Broad Street, okay? Broad Street is where the parade goes. When a team that nobody really gives that much of a shit about wins uh, wins a championship, the parade goes down Market Street to City Hall, which is a far shorter trip for those teams and a far... Well, you know, Mark. I mean, Market Street, pretty major street, to still shut down for a parade. So don't get me wrong, but it's just not yeah. as big a deal as going down Broad Street. So the Soul parades happened down there. I think when Villanova won the national championship, it went that way. And you know, I didn't show up to. I had coworkers going, "Hey, going to the Villanova parade?" I went to Temple. I'm not going to the Villanova parade. <laughs> That's not a Philadelphia team. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. <laughs> the fuck
1: out of here. I was not expecting that to come out of your mouth that way. I wasn't either. I did not have that planned in any way shape <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck are you talking about? Get the fuck out of here. God.
0: I've been hanging out with my neighbors too much. Oh, my God. Tracksuit mafia. <laughs> <sighs> But the Stars, I mean, it's, it is like a sick joke, really. But maybe, you know. But And then we got Miles Sanders over here with the Eagles going like, hey, we're a, we, you know, this is an all-star team over here. You're getting dangerously close. Oh, God. You're getting dangerously dream close team. to saying Dream Team, my man. Do not say it under any
1: circumstances. I, I hate it. I hate this so. There's a such, oh, my God. There's so many things cursed about Philly sports. And, like, the things that aren't cursed are, like, the most inconsequential things and i just wish that the the script could be flipped just slightly in favor of like the flyers or the eagles or well i mean i guess it was already for the eagles like and the eagles are like they're fun i know they're not like the super bowl team but like they're still fun they're gonna be a good team this year i i'm excited
0: about the eagles the sixers have been on the precipice of being a great team for years now and they just need to Figure some shit out, PJ Tucker ain't it? But whatever. And the Flyers, of course, are a hot steaming mess. The Phillies, uh, my entire time living in South Philly, the Phillies have not made the playoffs. And all I want is to go to a Phillies playoff game that I can walk to. That's all I
1: want, and I get denied every year. They're so bad. And now that they lost, like it was, they they crushed yesterday. They
0: crushed yesterday.
1: They crushed. They did. They did. But it was also the last game of the series. And, like, I question if the Braves gave a fuck. And now <laughs> it's like they don't have Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper isn't even there. He's not coming back till fucking September. The team is trash. Like, ah, they are going to choke. I just
0: let's not Let's not throw Schwarbs under the bus, this 216 average and, like, 25 home
1: runs. No, I like Schwarber, But, I mean, then you got Castellanos, who's just not really pulling his weight. And, uh, I, don't I, don't, I, I don't watch enough baseball. I have, like,
0: four guys I won't. They're not they're not quite they're they're the phillies they're just very mediocre yet again this is like i I remember a few years ago i did a podcast and we we talked about the flyers being literally the most mediocre team in sports over like x amount of time and i feel like that's the phillies right now like the most mediocre team in baseball by a mile and that's just who they are like they have oh like three good starting pitchers three and a half something like that they have like uh Oh, the bullpen sucks. I, I can't say anything good about the bullpen. And they have uh, so they have some bashers, but not quite to the level of beef that you want out of your your hamburgers there. But regardless, it is a cruel joke having teams like the Stars succeed immediately and then we're watching the Flyers and we're going into the draft going, oh,
1: what do I even want to happen here? <laughs> yeah. Should we tank? Should we not tank? What's going on? Oh my god. I want a tank, but I also want Johnny Gaudreau. It's a a conundrum. It is a big conundrum. I would, uh... I don't know. You know what? You know what we need to do? We just need to take a couple shots and, uh, go with the flow. Watch some Pauly Shore movies. Need to watch some Pauly Shore movies, Steve. We we need to watch
0: Son-in-Law. We need to watch (laughs) In the Army now. I've got to watch some Pauly Shore. (laughs) That was... I, I was listening back to last week's episode and, and my sheer shock that you had never heard of that. And then the funniest thing I think was Kelly's reaction to that. Kelly Hinkle <laughs> was just she her mind was even more blown by this than mine was. She's in the slack just going like Ryan, are you fucking serious? I, I thought she was gonna hunt you down. Sorry about that pause. I was
1: <laughs> something happened. And I had to go fix it.
0: Um all right. oh, I, I gotcha. I'm pick I'm picking up what you're putting down. I get
1: yeah, no. When she like, she why do you finish up and then? <laughs> <get> to... <laughs> yeah, Kelly like jumps in this in the Slack chat and she's just like, "What?" And uh, like, you've never heard of Polly Shore? And I was like, "Dude, I can't say that I have." And I think that's like right on the cusp of like when I started to become sentient in the '90s. Correct. He had a very short period of time of relevance. It was, like, right before I started to, like, see the world. You know what I mean? Or understand the universe that I was living in. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I remember so many things from the 90s, but I don't remember probably Shore. I do not.
0: You know, when... I can't blame you. I can't blame you. It's something that... I, I know this guy, like, a lot because he was so relevant when I was a kid, but... It's all, like, I, I I even have different Star Wars experiences than other people. I had a, a co-worker around your age, so about, like, a nice nine, ten-year age gap, and we had this one day after work, we did a happy hour, and we just, it was just two of us, we were sitting at the bar, and we ended up talking about just, like, having totally different Star Wars experiences as far as, like, what we enjoyed growing up for, like, an hour at the bar and we got pretty sloppy <laughs> drunk and just were like screaming about Star Wars at this bar. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But that's the thing is like, if you grow up in different eras, yeah, you're going to have very different experiences. So for me, I thought it was absurd that somebody had never heard of Polly Shore, but I totally get why you've never really heard of Polly Shore. Yeah. Who he because he, his thing is like from like 92 to I don't know, 96 or so, 97 like, he's a huge name in that four-year period right there. Like, Bill Clinton was the goddamn president of the United States that long ago.
1: Yeah. So, well, I have, like, a good example. So, like, there's this girl who goes to my dog park. Um, She's, like, 21 years. She, like, just turned 21. And I remember one day we were talking about, like, old retro stuff. Like, me and the other group, like, a big group of people at the dog park, we were talking about, like, old stuff that we used to do in, like, 2007, middle school or whatever. And I was like, oh man, do you guys remember Guitar Hero? And she was like, What? And I was like oh, no!" I was like, Stop. You cannot be doing this to me right now. And she's just like, What's that? And I was like, Stop. This is not okay, man. Oh, you're killing me. Smalls. To not you're know Guitar me. Hero. Like And it's not like she's that young. Like she's twenty one years old. She should know what Guitar Hero is, but she had no clue. But that's another thing. What
0: is it? Like uh a three four year span where guitar hero rock band are, are a huge deal yeah and now you can't find it anywhere but I, I was obsessed with those games for a little bit
1: yeah like when they first came out they were like really innovative you know like it was a whole new experience for like video game stuff and then like i guess the kind of it kind of lost its luster a little bit and now it's just like oh yeah it was a around. big
0: time fetch. Just like uh, Dance Dance Revolution was a huge deal for a couple years and then it just kind of faded away. I was actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just thinking about Guitar Hero slash Rock Band the other day because I I was listening to uh, Hit Me With Your Best Shot. (laughs) And I remember playing that in the game because I was remembering the buttons that you have to hit. (laughs) Oh, dude. I was just recalling that in my head very vividly.
1: I thought that that's how you actually played guitar. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, so, i was never under that impression super, thankfully.
1: well I, like i never pl- like tried playing the guitar until like ki- kind of recently and so like back then when i would play guitar i was just like oh man i'd be fucking great at the guitar and like it's just funny because i would have sucked so bad because it's like the way guitar hero is is not even close to how an actual guitar <laughs> <laughs> playing works so it's just like it's funny but like yeah, I don't know. Or the drums, like it's not even remotely. The drums is more it's, close cuz like it's
0: a little closer and I like the drums a lot actually. I, I really enjoyed playing the drums on those games. They were loud as shit. They though, were, they were, were loud just as like fuck. but if you're in another room and you didn't hear the music, you just heard like yeah, boom, you just, boom, just boom, hear like, these fucking like little tapping yeah. noises. <laughs> yeah.
1: But like, like <laughs> the drums like I feel like you could actually learn to play the drums by playing Guitar Hero drums though. Like because at the end of the at day... At least closer to the real thing. Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, you're, you know the beat. If you know the beat, you're good. Then, when you get... Like, this is what happened when I got my drum kit. Like, when I got my drum kit, I just had to figure out, like, the feel... Like, what it feels like to have the stick hit off the snare. And understand that it's going to bounce off. It's not just going to sit there like you would think it would. Playing, like, the Guitar Hero drums. So, like... Right, right. It's like... Once you figure that out, though, it's like you kind of just get it. It Like it clicks really, really, really fast. Um, so it's like, yeah, it, it works out that way. But like, God, I, like I sucked at the Guitar Hero drums, but then I got like an actual drum set. And I was just like, oh, shit. Like, and then it just all kind of comes together. So.
0: See, I was great at the Guitar Hero drums. I enjoyed those a lot. Like, And, and you know what I miss about that, though, is that was such a fun party game Oh, it was when so you would fun. get everybody together. You could either like compete against each other yeah. or you could just like, I, I love doing the rock band thing where you just play as a band with each other. And it was like a, almost like a, a more interactive karaoke to do. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it from that regard. You could like take turns, or aspect.
1: like playing a song. So like someone would have the guitar. If you only had a guitar, you didn't have like the full band. Like someone could play guitar and then you'd hand it off to the next person. They'd pick a different song and like, yeah, it was a lot of fun back then. I think my favorite one was Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock. The one with Slash. Legends of Rock. Legends of Rock. (laughs) Slash, yes. I love that Slash is the
0: one guy in rock and roll who has just never changed. No, no, not at all. He's going
1: to be... I guess you could say Gene Simmons also hasn't changed. Those two guys have never changed. Yeah, that's true. Slash just... Yeah, he's going to die in that fucking hat that makes him look like Abraham Lincoln. Like, he's just going (laughs) to... He's going to take well, that thing cool to the he's cool, Abraham Lincoln. Huh? He's cool, Abraham
0: Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. He he's
1: babe Abraham Lincoln.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's out there just, you know, he, he's got that ciggy in his mouth. He's, he's never changed his look, not once, and it's iconic, and I, I respect that from Slash right there, but it's, I
1: just love that. I love that they had Billy Corgan in it, too. Did they in Guitar Hero 3? I, I can't remember if it was Guitar Hero 3 or 4. I know. Let me see. They had in all the games that I can remember, they had Slash, Ozzy, um, Tom Morello. Uh, nice. Uh, who else? Uh, um, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, Billy Corgan's great guitarist. Billy so Corgan. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they had a bunch of uh, cool people in there, but. Nice. I,
0: yeah, I I, miss, I do miss that. I might have to dust it out. I know I have at least some of the instruments down here in the basement with me somewhere. I, I might have to dig it up if it still is compatible with my Xbox and bust that out. The funniest thing I remember about those games, though, was I, I would play the rock band drums at home by myself a lot because when I lived by myself, I was bored and that was when those games really hit. And A girl broke up with me over the phone one day, and I just spent the rest of my night like angrily playing rock band drums. (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. (laughs) I think I was playing like, I think I played like a bunch of Who songs, and I'm like, yeah, like
1: really getting into it. I remember they had a, they had like an, I think I was playing like, don't get, or Bob O'Reilly, just like going nuts. They had like an expansion pack type situation. Um, where it was like guitar hero of Van Halen and it was like all the Van yeah, Halen yeah. songs that was a lot of fun um, when they came out with DJ hero that's when it was the end it was the DJ the hero end. I don't even remember that wow so they were like oh we need to pertain to a different audience let's make it a turntable so they <laughs> came out with a turntable thing called DJ hero and it was like the weirdest fucking thing ever that sounds terrible. I'm glad I never tried that. It was so that. bad. But I've
0: also just never been into that kind of music.
1: Yeah. Nah, I'm into, like, I'm not into electronic music, really. Like, I don't hate it, but I don't seek it. Right. I don't hate it. It's just not for me. Yeah. And, like, uh, yeah, that just wasn't my thing.
0: Yeah, that's it. You know, I, I, I'm I accepting of all the music. It's just certain ones are
1: not for me. Except country, Con- all right, country folks. Except uh, no, there's some good. Co- I shouldn't say. <laughs> you know what? There's some good country. There is some. You have to there's look some for good country. It, you really have to s- I, like look into I the don't, depths of Spotify.
0: I don't like the current like. I feel like there's a lot of like frat boy country, yeah, out there right that now. Sucks. Like just that, like yeah, yeah, it, I, like that stuff. I I cannot stand. And but like you know what? I like like the gritty like real folky country that kind of stuff that but where it's like almost
1: like a blues song i can so, get into that okay so i have to do this because rarely am i am i ever given the opportunity to like recommend a country band if you're listening oh. right if you have somehow survived this episode to this point look up the band the berries they are like they're like a group made of dudes and i, f- I think a couple girls too who um were in like post-grunge bands and they're from like seattle and they started a country band oh. called the berries and they are so fucking good they are insanely good look up the song turn it away and you'll be hooked they this are is unbelievable b-e-r-r-i-e-s yep yep they are outstanding right. they're like the only good country oh, band okay. i can i can plug so this is my opportunity there you go I'm sure there's
0: a couple people who love country listening to this just going, like, what the fuck, I'm sure. Guys? I'm sure. Really?
1: Yeah.
0: But it's it's not my thing. Live and let live. Yeah. Agreed. Exactly. Whatever whatever you're enjoying. Enjoy your all-day tailgate outside of Lincoln Financial Field where you get to wear a cowboy hat for one day a year. That's Hey, that's, go that's, for it. That's what happens up thing. here, Ryan. Yeah. Do your thing. That's what happens when... I, I forget like when like there's a, like a big country star comes to like a financial field. Like it, it, the parking lots are such a shit show for that day. It is. It's kind of hilarious to be honest. It's not hilarious if you have to clean it up, but it's hilarious.
1: To watch. <laughs> yeah. I, I would imagine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Big time mess. All right, folks, I believe that's all we got for you. And it was plenty. Make sure if you are local to come out to the draft party, later this week that is on thursday the 8th is that right i believe thursday the 8th i believe that's the 8th
1: uh let me yeah. see yes uh no it's the 7th thursday the
0: oh 7th. don't come out on the 8th then mixing that up with a work thing i don't know how dates work but thursday the 7th that is when the nhl draft is 6 p.m is when steph said to show up i believe so 6 p.m Down at the old Live Casino. The Live Casino. It's the one right by Citizens Bank Park. You can't miss it in South Philly. And there's parking. So that's nice and convenient for people from out of town. And if you're not from... If you don't want to take... You don't want to drive down, you could always just take the Broad Street Line and walk a couple blocks. It's not that far.
1: Fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah! Yeah!
0: Oh, oh. Folks... That's all we got for you. If you have any feedback, the best place is on twitter.com.org.edu.ca. Ryan, where can people find you on Twitter? Hey, you. Yeah. You follow me on Twitter at Ryan Quiggs. Go to Flavortown. Follow Quiggs on Twitter. <laughs> follow me at Flyperbole or at Bomb. If it's for hockey purposes, make it Flyperbole. Follow BSH Radio. Follow Broad Street Hockey. fly is on Instagram. BSH is on TikTok and stuff. So follow some other stuff, but it's primarily Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night, and good hockey.
1: Wow, 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 wow,
2: wow, 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 wow.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Take your time. Take your time. Don't worry. <laughs> I thought you were talking longer, so, so I got, like, a big fucking gigantic handful of pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> These pretzels. Of making me thirsty. Dude, I am thirsty right now, though. I'm so thirsty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's what they do. Kramer wasn't lying.